Hello and welcome. This episode of Wild Endeavors is brought to you by Voices at Play. Voices at Play is an actual play podcast featuring people from marginalized communities playing games by creators from marginalized communities. Making space at the table for everyone is important to us. If it's important to you or you just want to enjoy some really fun adventures, be sure to check them out. You can catch their promo after this episode. Previously on Wild Endeavors. The night of the Carsaro's party is upon them. The companions entered the bowels of the keep, hoping to find a way out of the cursed land. In the dungeon, they discover Eliardo Carsaro, imprisoned by his own family. After befriending the exiled noble, the party fought their way through a lockdown and a pack of guard beasts. Now they have entered the manor proper, and the true challenge begins. This is the Shadows Campaign, featuring Evan Chamberlain as the Tiefling Warlock, Rackham Bane. I just don't want to let my sister down. Amy Jostino as the Tiefling Thief, Calico Bane. I do have flexible morals, remember? Devin Salisbury as the Human Gunslinger, Quintus Arias. Visualize your surrounding, see what's happening, and adapt. Adam Rogers as the human fighter Hans Greger. I'll run straight at the guy that's running at us. I give no fucks. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, the old man sitting by the fire telling stories. And now, Chapter 27, Halls of Shadow. case that covers the door to the dungeon swings and clicks gently back into place. You are standing in a small, well-lit library or study. There's a single desk and chair, both made of rich woods clearly carved by master artisans. Bookcases dominate, but do not fully cover all the walls. A single door leads from the room. It is open, and music wafts into the room. Eliardo turns to you and says, I believe this is where I should take my leave. Mine is not a face that will blend into this crowd. If the guards catch a single glimpse of me with you, the jig will be up. I am eternally grateful to you for freeing me from my cell, and I hope that someday, should we meet again, I will be able to repay that favor. Same, if I see you as well. Anything I can do to help. He gives you a little half bow, then leaves the library. I'm going to lean in to uh, Quinn and uh, and Calico. I'm just going to say, that guy was super weird, right? I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, do the weird, like, sure not. Okay, did we change already, or do we need to do that still? You will need to do that. Aliardo okay. did tell you where on the fourth floor to look to find the, the kind of clothing that you're looking for. Okay. And he told you that, that you are on the second floor right now. But we also wanted to be here in the library, right? Because he was a little bit at a loss for ideas on how to help you get out of the shadow, Zebulon did recommend maybe checking some of the libraries. And that's based on, you know, libraries as a repository of knowledge. The Carsaros, being studiers of arcane magic, have scrolls or tomes or some type of text that could be useful to you. That's what I was going to ask about, if I can maybe, like, kind of do some, like quick scan and skim through some of the books and anything that could... Oh yeah, can we do that, uh... What's it called? Detect something something? Discern realities. That one. You sure can. Five. Okay. Uh, well, mark experience. Yay! Hey, one more experience I can level up. So, Calico, as you start looking around the room, something goes wrong, and I want you to tell me what happens what goes wrong 
Probably my brother doing something that distracts me from looking at whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I like I like that. I like that. You're kind of like, you're looking around the room and pulling a book or two off the shelf every now and then. You kind of catch Rackham out of the corner of your eye. So he's kind of like muttering to himself. Maybe he's like sticking a pamphlet into one of the books or something. And... Yeah. <laughs> So you're kind of watching him as you like go to put the book back on the shelf. You knock over a globe that was also on the shelf, and it falls on the floor, bounces, and kind of rolls ac- across the library. It doesn't make a whole lot of noise, but it rolls across the room toward the door. Um, mm-hmm. And so as you guys are all watching that globe roll, you see there are two women standing at the door to the library. They are wearing very long, elaborate gowns, lots of silk and like pearls. One is all in yellow, one is in red. One of the women is wearing a mask uh, that is like, kind of like looks like a butterfly the wings like spread off over her face the other woman is wearing a fairly normal oval light mask with like with peacock feathers sticking out all around it so there's even some that come down like a little bit over her mouth and as the four of you kind of meet eyes with the two of them they both kind of go oh my and they, uh, they look very clearly scandalized and uh the peacock one says i never and they both turn and and leave. As they Hi. as they go, you can kind of hear their conversation in the hallway, slowly getting a little bit more muffled. One of the women says, "Can you believe someone let their staff walk around in such a state? Vulgar, absolutely vulgar." The other one replies, "And did you see? They were armed like a bunch of common bandits. Ugh, disgusting." And then the first one then says, Speaking of vulgar and armed, did you hear about Teresa of Lakeshire? And then, then the kind of the rest of the conversation gets a little bit more lost to the muffles. You get a you get bits and pieces, like you kinda of get the, the gist of uh of Teresa's little scandal, but I wanna know more. About Teresa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like a scandalous woman. So yeah, if you if you move to the the door even just like getting your head closer to the doorway or to the hallway, you make out a little bit more of the conversation. Basically, it sounds like the blacksmith at the Lakeshire estate declared his love for Teresa and challenged her husband to a duel. And it sounds like because her husband is a master swordsman, just straight up killed this blacksmith. There's, I mean, there were more details but that you could call, but that's kind of the gist of it. Kind of sad now. I was hoping he'd win. Shouldn't have asked. <laughs> I come back, like, you can see there's, like, I'm saddened for sure. Because they mentioned your clothing, you do kind of take stock of the situation. A reminder that Rackham was covered in blood. He's mostly dried it off, but still his clothing looks like he was soaked in blood recently. Quinn's jacket or or sleeve is kind of torn up where that thing bit into his arm, so there's probably a little bit of blood there, too. And... Calico's clothing is a bit singed from that brimstone blast that Rackham did down in the dungeon. So, Okay, well, first order of business is to find new clothing. Can I, as we make our way, like, can I chat the room and whatnot? Sure. I will say, and Quinn would obviously know this too, that taking a quick glance around the room as you walk out of it is not going to give you a ton of information. If you want more, if you want to actually kind of like search the room, you will have to take time to do that. So, which would you like to do? I'd say if they want to go ahead and if... Well... Pick out nice clothes for you. Yeah, just go ahead and scout it out and see what you can find. If you find a way up, just let me know or come back. I'll take a quick look around here and then head out that way. Why doesn't Rackham stay with you since he's coated in blood? Uh, are you, uh, or, or, or Hans can stay with me. Fine. Okay. Rackham, we're playing the quiet game, okay? Okay. I don't think he likes me much. That's that's nice. I know. <laughs> he'll he'll get to he'll learn to love you, don't worry. <gasps> okay. I was just like, no, no we won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we you guys are splitting up? Looks Except like for- it. Okay. Yeah. It is a good idea. They're looking for clues while Rackham and I are going to go find a way up to the fourth floor. Okay. Let's follow the Bane siblings first for a little bit. You step into a hallway that's wide enough for a pair of horse-drawn wagons to drive side by side down it with plenty of room. 
left, the hallway extends probably about three or four hundred feet. The white plaster walls are interrupted periodically by decorative wooden pillars that rise from the floor to the ceiling. Down that way are a dozen or so doors on either side of the hall, and the passage ends at a pair of large, elaborately wrought double doors. Between some of the doors, a few sporadic tapestries hang. You can't properly appraise them from where you're standing, but from the size alone and the luxury of the other accommodations around you, you would guess that there are a few of those tapestries that are worth enough to buy an entire house in most other communities. To the right, the hallway extends a couple dozen feet and then opens into a balcony that circles around the inside of the foyer, the entrance to the manor. And to be clear, people call this place Carsaro Keep because there are significant fortifications around the outside and because it is guarded, much like a keep would be. However, in a keep, you would expect to see some you know, bare stone floors or walls. The interior design would be maybe a little bit more geared toward utility. And there is none of that here. Where the floors are not drowned in thick, luxurious carpet, they gleam with the most extravagant marble tile. While some of the walls are clad in deep, rich woods, most of the rooms are crafted of the finest plaster, wrought with designs and such skill that they would not look out of place in a temple to the goddess of beauty. So when you look down from this balcony, you see brilliant white marble covers the entirety of the floor of the foyer. It's a circular room, probably about 200 feet across. The party is definitely in full swing, and small groups of people stand around the foyer, drinks clinking, soft laughter, both forced and sincere, blossoms sporadically. The people are adorned in the most luminous and extravagant fabrics. The styles and cuts of their attire reflect a wide variety of regions from across Aria. But even in the ones that you don't recognize, it's clear that these are the highest heights of fashion. And just in case it's possible, somebody might mistake them for only being moderately wealthy. The partygoers are, are decked out in an almost obscene amount jewelry. Gold, platinum, and silver settings. Old gems that represent several different rainbows worth of color. All of the people below you are wearing masks, and even their masks are garishly decorated. As you watch, the double doors opposite you on the ground floor open, household staff making way for another couple to enter. The dwarven men stand arm-in-arm arm for a moment on the threshold, giving everybody a chance to notice that they have arrived. As they stand there, you can see out behind them, past their shoulders and over their heads. A dense wall of fog stands like a guardian, just a couple dozen feet up the walkway. It's the edge of the shadow, and a reminder of just how close you are to being able to escape this place. It's also a reminder that Unless you figure out how to do that, that wall of fog might as well be stone. The grand stairway from the first floor to the second is right by you. It's right at the, basically at the end of the hallway that you just came out of. About halfway around the ring of the balcony, to the left and to the right, on the second floor there is another set of not quite as grand staircases that go upward. It is probably a pretty safe bet that they will take you to the third floor. Where would you like to go? One of the uh, staircases that go up? Okay. So there's one to the left and one to the right? Yes. Uh, would uh, What's-His-Face's directions make us think either way is better? Yeah. He would have told you that at this level, either staircase will, will do. Those are the two main staircases up to the third floor. Then there is a staircase almost all the way to the east wing that you'll want to take up to get to like the, the dressing rooms on the fourth floor. Okay, um, so we're, but... we'll do that then. Okay. You make your way up the stairs and to the third floor. The setup here is fairly similar to the, the second floor. Again, kind of a very large open space right around these two staircases. There is not like another hole in the floor to look down, so 
instead of where that where that hole was on the floor below it, there's like a little garden here, like Ooh. set into the center of this room. And then there are four pretty large hallways that lead off of this large like atrium type area deeper into the mansion. The one to your left as you come up the stairs is the one that will get you closer to the the stairway that you want to take up to the fourth floor. As you start moving that way, that you kind of get getting into the hallway leading to that that set of stairs, you see there are a pair of guards about 200 feet down the hallway near where you think the stairs to the fourth floor are going to be. Hmm. What do I do? I'm scared. Don't be scared. Well, back in that study, Quinn was starting to take a look around the room. So go ahead and roll discern realities. Ten. You get three questions. Go ahead. Okay. What here is useful or valuable to me? You find a couple of books about the history of the Carsaro family. If you come across a situation where knowing something about the family would be useful, if you have this book, I will let you act as if you have that knowledge. But that'll probably be a situation where you're going to have to tell me how knowing those things would help you. I'll grab it. Okay. What happened here recently? Most of the room is arranged and set up extremely meticulously. But you come across a few spots where it looks like things are out of place or maybe something is missing, like the pattern of certain objects is kind of broken by, you know, an, an odd absence. With your background as a Justicar, your experience with criminal investigations, it certainly makes you think that there were things that were books or documents or like uh, caches of documents that were taken from the room in preparation for the party, given that if somebody came into the room during this party, there's maybe certain things that they didn't want people to see. I feel like what here is not what it appears to be would just be like the secret door that I already know about. Unless there was something else. Well, I'll do that then. Um, there isn't. Um, Damn it. Um, so I think what that does tell you, though, because you didn't find, like, the Encyclopedia of Blood Magic or dark arcane sacrifices for dummies or something like that in this room, and you're now pretty much positive that there are not any hidden compartments here, and the fact that you have found some evidence that they have removed items from this room all leads you to believe that there is a place where things they would want hidden are are being kept right now. I would say that makes you feel fairly confident that the plan to search libraries or search the Carsaro's books can yield very positive results for you. Gotcha. More than one library, more than likely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's about all I want to look for. Hans, you good? Onward. I don't actually say that, but I'm not. I try, I try to follow um, the direction at least that I saw the twins go. You wouldn't have seen what direction they went, but as you're kind of just like scanning around Quinn, particularly because you have like a, a tracker kind of mindset, you see a few spots on the, the carpet where some of the, maybe not all the blood that Rackham was, was drenched in has been cleaned off or, or dried up. And so there's a couple little spots heading that direction to the... You're able to make your way there and up the stairs. Back to the third floor, while Quintus and Hans are still in that small study. The Bane siblings are standing just outside of a hallway that leads to the stairs to the fourth floor, where you need to get, and there are a pair of guards that appear to be guarding the stairs. What would you like to do? Hmm. Could burn their souls if you want me to. Maybe not the best idea right now, in case something else happens. Do you have anything else that would knock them out but not cause a huge amount of ruckus? I could, um, I can summons, like, uh, a creature to, to, uh, distract them. Uh, would that creature also attack us? That shouldn't. Oh, okay. Um. I was gonna say, I could make you invisible and then make myself look like one of them. Or just make me invisible and I can go kill them. I could make them afraid of a nearby object. So, like, if there's, like, a potted plant, I can make them flee. Ah, oh, that'll work. Uh, make them fearful of whatever door we need to go to. Well, they're standing in front of, the, like, the stairway. So, I mean, Ooh, I guess I'll you could make them... The stairway. Oh, stairway. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay, yes. I want to cast Terrorize. Go ahead and roll. Uh, ten. 
that's a good cast. Let me just roll to see which of the reactions to the terror that they take. So you cast this spell. And then you're waiting to see it take hold of them. And a couple seconds go by. And you're waiting. And a few more seconds tick off. And you're waiting. Then you can kind of see them stand up a little bit straighter, a little bit stiffer. Very much like you would imagine somebody who just heard the breathing of some horrible creature behind them would. And you can see the two guards turn their heads ever so slightly so that they they can kind of like lock eyes with each other. And then they turn their heads just a little bit more and they catch the sight of the stairs looming behind them. And whatever it is that is happening in their mind that has turned this from a basic mode of transportation into something terrifying has clearly fully taken hold of them at this point. One of them lets out a yelp. The other starts screaming and begins running down the hallway away from the stairway and toward the two of you. The one who was farther away from you takes his staff that he was holding. They were both holding bow staffs with iron caps on either end. So the one that was farther away from you takes that and like twists the middle and pulls it apart into like two small spears with like foot-long blades on them and he starts attacking the stairs like he's just like stabbing into the stairs and slashing and he screams get help get the guards oh my god <laughs> and his friend okay. is just so running one... like just straight at you going ah! okay i'm gonna assume that guy's distracted so yeah. i'm going to uh take one of my knives god this is terrible um and stab him the one who's running at you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a 13. Nice. That's a good hit. So what does this look like? So I'm assuming you? he's like frantic, and so we're like just kind of to the side a little bit, and I'm guessing he probably doesn't even really notice we're there because he's focused on running away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of like step out as he's about to approach us and like stab up. Yeah. Between him recklessly running away from what he sees as the greatest threat to him, the stairs, and the fact that you are so deadly with your knives, I'm going to give you the kill on that one. Your arm just flashes out and you kind of clothesline him with the dagger. And his own momentum, as much as your swing, drives that blade underneath his chin and up into his skull. And he lets yeah. out like a little bit of a gurgle and just kind of uh, like you know pulls your arm forward with the dagger with it, um, but then just kind of like falls to his knees. As that happens, it almost looks at first like his back is starting to stretch, and then there's like a blue light that starts to lift like in the shape of a human off of his back. This blue energy slides back down the hallway till about midway between where you are and the guy who was attacking the stairs. That blue energy goes into a crystal embedded in the wall there. The crystal glows and then pulses, and then the blue energy like kind of slides back out of the gem and into a humanoid shape and into the ghost of the guard. And he turns to you and then shouts, Gerard, forget the stairs. We have problems. God damn it. Stab, stab him again. Stab him again. I changed my mind. Burn it. I'm going to cast Brimstone on it. 12. That's a full success. Roll your damage. It's three points of damage. Okay. But it's burning his literal soul. Right. Your brimstone with that black fire leaps from your hand at this ghost. Where it normally would have just passed through him, because it is actually burning his soul. It does actually start to burn him. So now with spectral flames leaping off of him, the guard lunges at you. Go ahead and give me a defy danger. Well, that's a six. The guard reaches forward like he's going to grab you on the shoulders. His hands just sink into you as they are no longer corporeal. From where his hands are, waves of searing pain begin to rack your body. You are going to take five damage and a charisma debility. Of course. Okay. So Hans and Quinn, you're making your way through the second floor, or towards the, the large stairway leading up to the third floor. And you hear a scream from the floor above you, um, and then a shout, and some sounds almost like somebody is attacking a staircase. I look at Quinn. Oh, God. That idiot's done something. 
I say I say the exact same thing at the exact same time. I feel like part of me wants to leave him alone and say like, "Oh, she has it covered," or <laughs> whatever happens happens to him, or I don't know. But we should probably go up and help. I feel like Quinn like goes to go immediately, and I stay behind for like a couple of his steps. Okay, and I like, kind of reluctantly follow. I like that. So as you two are making your way up the stairs, the scene kind of unfolds as like as you get high enough to, to see over the top step. And you see Calico is standing over the, the dead body of one of the guards. There is a spectral guard bear-hugging Rackham, even though it's kind of like it's not really actually making any contact to him. And another guard is running down the hallway toward the four of you with uh, these two like staff swords in his hands. I'll run straight at the guy that's running at us. I give no fucks. <laughs> okay. So do, do the stairs come up and end at the hallway, or do they continue going up? They end in, like, that, that atrium, and then, like, right off okay. of that is the hallway. Okay, so the only way that, that to probably to go up higher, like, another floor is somewhere else on this floor. Right. I'll, uh, I'll assist Hans and go after that guy. I'm gonna, uh, cast Arise. <laughs> So you summon forth a servant of your patron, which aids you as best it can. Describe it, treat it as your character, but with access to only the basic moves. Okay, so um, so roll to cast. Double sixes. When I when I summons him, um, you'll see like this hole in the ground just come out, and you see this thing just like rise up, not like climb out, just rise up, and it's it's rounded at the top. It has a singular eye tentacles for arms and um it's wearing like a blue like tunic like squid when it comes i was thinking more minion like a minion oh <laughs> okay so it's a it's a minion with squid arms yeah and it's terrifying well since they've got that under control is there a room near us? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna try to open the door carefully to one of the rooms next to us so I can put the other guard's body in it. Okay. Hans and Quinn, roll Defy Danger Dexterity. It's a 10 11. for Hans. Uh, 11 for me. Okay. As you are rushing towards the living guard, like past Rackham, who is doing something crazy, and there's like this thing oozing up out of the ground near him as the the ghost is kind of lunging at him again, you run right past him and toward the the guard, and who lashes out with the the staff swords, but you're able to dodge out of the way of, of his wild slashes. I mean, Hans is just gonna fucking slash him with his sword as hard as he can. Yeah, and I'm just gonna bop him in the face with my back end of my gun. Okay. Roll your attacks. Well, eight. So Hans, as you come in, kind of like like slicing at this guy's gut, you, like you catch him with a real good hit across the stomach. As that happens, like he bends forward and. So as that happens, he also brings his head forward um, right into the butt of Quinn's gun as he's bringing it down. But as that's happening as well, the guard is also like slashes at you with his staff sword. So Hans, you're going to take two damage minus your armor. I have four armor, so I take no damage. His sword staff comes swiping in from the side and just kind of like bounces off your, your gauntlet. Roll your damage. Three. Okay. Okay. So as you two are doing that, Calico, you have sidestepped your brother and moved to like the nearest door in the hallway. The the room is dark, so it's hard to, to tell exactly what's in there, but you do see a pretty large like like an overstuffed kind of chair near the door. Alright, well I will slump guard's body into that chair. And then I'm gonna yell to Hans to finish off the other guy. Okay. Okay, so Rackham, you've your minion comes up out of the floor, does his little ta-da. Uh, and is awaiting your instructions as the ghost is lunging at you again. Okay. I would like for it to distract the ghost while I try to burn its fucking soul again. Tell me what it would be doing. Like what? I want it to kind of like, you know, like sidestep like to its right. And it's like, ta-da! Again, like, you know, look at me! You know, like that kind of thing, but in its weird language that it speaks. Roll Defy Danger Charisma. 
three. So not good. Your minion does not seem to have much effect on the ghost. Right. It keeps coming at you. It is going to hit again. Mm -hmm. This time for five damage. Again, that icy cold seeping into your... It's a little bit harder to breathe. You take another debility for charisma. Okay. I'm going to just flame it up. Eight. Okay. That's that's good. Uh, Okay. Uh, So it'll be nine damage. As your fire washes over this thing again, you can see in its wake it is leaving like cracks or holes where the translucent form of the ghost is now missing pieces and you can see through it clearly. And for the first time since he's become a ghost, you see a little bit of fear creep back into his eyes. Not quite as much as a fear as he had for the staircase, but... I'm gonna back the fuck up too if I can. As you are casting your brimstone and burning this thing up, the other guard kind of falls backward away from Hans and and Quinn's like double attack. He kind of flops down onto the the floor of the hallway and drops his swords. And you two get to see that that blue energy kind of start to like stretch out of it, um, kind of move down the hallway towards that gem. And then the gem flashes and the blue energy comes back out of the gem. And then there's a ghost of the second guard um, standing in the hallway. And he is gonna start sinking into the floor. But we can't like grab him because he's a ghost, right? Not in the same way you would grab a physical person. Do okay. I see the gem? Yeah. I want to load my gun and take a shot at it. Okay. Are you using your silencer? Yeah. Okay. Not that hitting this size target at that range is difficult for Quinn, but go ahead and roll that. Well. So the shot still rings out a bit through the hallway. Not Again, not anywhere near that, like that deafening thunder that you guys are used to when, when Quinn takes a shot, but still, still pretty loud. And then the that gem in the wall explodes. As that happens, all the blue vanishes from the two ghosts, leaving them a colorless white. At the same time, thin wisps of smoke begin to peel off their bodies, and almost like a sweater unraveling. In their wake, these tendrils leave nothing, until both ghosts are completely gone. Oh. Well, I guess we should have done that in the first place. Who'd have thought? Did, did you guys meet my friend Kevin? I point at... Uh... Is there a crystal on every level? Can I, or can I get this other guard's body and take it to the same room Calico took the other one? To answer your question, Hans, you haven't noticed them yet, but then again, until this one started to glow, it could have passed as just a rich person's decoration. As you move through more of the mansion, and now looking for these gems, you will see them periodically, multiples on every floor. And yes, Quinn, you can drag the body into the other room. As you do so, you start to hear some, like, running footsteps from the the floor below you. Um, Almost like there are some people coming to investigate what all the all this kerfuffle was about up here. Guys, I think we should probably go up yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll have, it, I'm I'll have Kevin watch... I'll have him guard the stairs, okay? Kevin? Okay, let's, let's go. Kevin, watch the stairs, okay? Do we see Kevin, or is this another imaginary friend? No, 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 he's Where really there. Kevin. But if they see him, they're going to be confused, right? Probably. He'll probably attack them. Are you... Is Hans asking this? No, I feel like Hans is already running to go up the stairs. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to have Kevin stay there and attack any guards that come up. Okay. So you toss the the second guard's body into that other room, close the door. There's not much you can do about the blood on the carpet. But as you run up the stairs, it doesn't sound like anybody has made it into the hallway behind you yet. Thomas, could I have grabbed the weapons from the the guy? Sure. You could. Okay, cool. Except <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, you can write them down. I've been calling them sword spears. Each one is like a bow staff. You give it a little twist in the center and pull it apart. Then each side is essentially a short spear with a long blade. So I can't claim one? Are they already claimed? I, I'll I, take one. I, I claimed one of them, but I'm not going to carry it around because these are the... These belong to the people we just killed. I'll still take one. Okay. <laughs> you remember where Aliardo told you to go to get to like to the dressing rooms. This floor is basically where most of the actual sleeping rooms are. But these are again like the kinds of quarters of an, of insanely rich people. So they're very large bedrooms, ridiculously large beds, 
most of them have like a private sitting room attached to their bedroom as well as their own private like dressing room that's kind of doubles as like a ridiculously large walk-in closet some of them have their own pantry connected to it as well so some of these rooms are larger and more well equipped than some of the homes that you guys have been in so you make your way to the one that aliardo recommended to you huge bedroom big lush feather bed you walk your way through the room into the dressing room and there's like basically anything you could imagine or or want um, in terms of clothing particularly the like fancy party variety tell us a little bit about what you're wearing and what kind of mask you want to wear i would say i would like to have something to represent the colors of um her majesty okay or the or the king. I mean, right. I forgot that this is this is past few this is the past. Right. Yeah, still the high king. Yeah, so that'd be gold and silver. Yes, I will wear that and I will probably bear a silver eagle mask. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I mean Hans wants to wear like, like a bright red, whatever they would consider that, like a tuck. If a roughly sh- white shirt is in, then something like that. And his mask would just total black with maybe like diamond type gemstones lining it. Okay. And his hair is magical as usual. Like he, find, <laughs> I would picture him finding like a brush on like a vanity oh, yeah. in one of these rooms, and he's totally brushing his hair out beautifully. Yeah. Oh, and you find some like some wicked awesome like hair oils and uh, shampoos or anything like that. So if you want to go like all out with your hair, like you you absolutely could. Do people down there have weapons like dress kind of weapons or? You remember the two women in the library commented on your weapons. They said your weapons made you look like common bandits. Even my, like, beautiful, like, sword? I mean, it's what they said. You didn't have time to ask them. A quick reminder, because we talked about this offline, and so that the folks at home know what's going on. Luckily, the one item you all did write down from the Knoll fight was that magical chest amulet. So this looks like just a necklace with a pendant shaped like a little treasure chest. When you speak the command word, however, that little chest enlarges into a full-size treasure chest. So it's kind of like a bag of holding, but you do have to take the time to, you know, take the necklace off, say the word, have the chest pop up, open it, pull your things out. So back to dress-up time. Can I, is there a tentacle mask? Can I have that? Sure. I will take that. Yeah. Um, but you're no, actually dressed up. It's not like you're a shirtless cape look. Definitely open up shirt, but I'm not shirtless. Okay. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to find some sort of nice dresses there. Um, just whatever I, uh, is the fanciest and would be able to conceal my weapons. Because, you know, they don't make that for women. Um, <laughs> well, you, then... I mean, you've got your, your handkerchief and then daggers, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, then I can... also have, like, my vials and stuff. I think you can stow that pretty easily, yeah. Um, and then I would probably get some mask, a mask that has, like, feathers that cover, like, half of the face, and then it's just a normal mask thing. I don't know. I also am stowing my gun away, is by, the, by the way. Not stowing it away, but, like, I, I have an easy way to, like, hide it on me. You're gonna hide your rifle on you? Yeah, there's... I want to say there's, like, a mechanism on it that I can actually, like, just quickly detach the barrel and the, the, the butt of the gun and stow it away on me and quickly attach it should I need it right afterwards. As long as you know that that means that's going to affect the speed at which you enter combat with your gun. Um, you certainly will not be shooting first in almost any situation if you have to... Okay. Did you have something in mind for how you were storing your gun? Or I'm kind of picturing you have almost like a harness, almost like a docker's clutch. And you so you hang the barrel on one side, kind of under one armpit. And the stock hangs on the other side under your other armpit. And then we put on like a frock coat or like a suit jacket that kind of covers that up and conceals them that way. Yeah, 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 I'll do that. Okay. I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Um, and then Hans, do you are you trying to keep anything on you? I mean, I only have a sword, so and I'm not gonna you leave. Give your sweet gloves now, dude. Well, do the, the gloves like look like formal wear by chance? Not really. I mean, they are they are like a black 
metal, so they don't stand out as much as like just straight up steel gauntlets. Um, just tell just tell everybody you're a leopard. They'll, they'll <laughs> um, I would, I would give you pretty good chances of, of passing it off. Like if you get oh. into close conversation with somebody, they might be like, "Oh, interesting gloves." But uh, yeah, if you want to keep the gauntlets on. Yeah, I mean, I see them maybe kind of as part of the outfit or something. I don't know. Sure. But I don't know. I don't want to leave my sword. Gosh, I don't know. I don't. I, I would feel like I would have like an ornate. Is it a, a scabbard or a sheath mm-hmm. or what? What is it called? Either of those. So, I feel like it would be ornate already. So I almost want to like wear it <laughs> anyway. You could try. If I'm dress, dressed all fancy and I have this fancy ornate sword, and I feel like going into it, if someone was asking me about it, what was that one guy? He was asking me if I was from the coast or something, and if I was from this like wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eliardo asked if, if you're from the Gregor family from the, the Dragon Strife. And I would say, like, like come up with some backstory about the sword, that it's from, like, a, a king, an ancient king through the Gregor family from the coast, and yada, 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 and this is why I carry it around, and something fancy talk. <laughs> like it. You can try. That is certainly a reasonable-sounding plan. Okay. So, you're all dressed up. And what do you want to do now? I'd say we probably like wait a minute to like listen in to see if any like guards or anything come our way or hear any more commotion. Yeah, is there like a back stairway so we don't have to go up, go downstairs the way we came? You know that there is a second staircase down from or from the fourth floor down to the third floor, but it's on like the other side of kind of like the main building. So you would have to walk past the stairway that you came up to get to the other stairway. Um, gotcha. And so I think while you guys are kind of getting ready, you've been like, you know, trying to listen as much as you can outside the, you know, outside in the hallway. Um, and you did hear um, a scuffle um, a little while ago, and then it kind of, things kind of calmed down a little bit. If you come out of the dressing room, like back into the, the hallway on the fourth floor, you can hear some talking, just very gently, like wafting up, kind of from the direction of the stairway. And you don't see anybody like down the hallway in that direction, um, so I think it's safe to assume like you're hearing some talking that's like coming from the third floor. Oh, by the way, we—I would say we probably stowed everything in the chest necklace that I have. Sounds good. Okay. Did we rest at all since being bent down here, or no? No. I have one healing potion, and I am at 17 health, and I would like to take it. Okay. Yeah, I should probably take a healing potion, too. Decked out in your new fancy duds, and as bandaged and healed up as you're going to be for the time, you make your way out of the dressing room. On your way out, though, you can't help but notice the clock over the mantel place. It is almost 9 p.m., and you remember that Zebulon warned you that at midnight, all the guests would be gone, and moving about the keep would be much more difficult. And so you only have about three hours left. <sighs> Get her. Like the lower floors that you've already been on, as you look around the hallways of the fourth floor, there is a ridiculous number of rooms. The big difference is up here, all the doors are closed, whereas on the lower level, some of them are open, kind of inviting the guests of the party to enter. Can I slowly but quickly check to see if there's people in them and check see what's inside there? You can do whatever you want, but just, again, remember that the amount of time you take searching will dramatically affect the chances of finding something good. I just want to poke in and, like, see if the room looks like it's worthy. If it's not, then I'll just, like, go to the next room or something real quick, like, on our way. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's me, though. I don't know what they're doing. So can we detect reality in every room? Yes, you can. I'm not actually tracking, like, minute by minute as far as the time goes. I'm just doing kind of, like, blocks of general time. So if you want to check all the rooms, I will kind of estimate that. And I think this would be a good time to do a struggle as one roll. So with all of you looking through the rooms as you go, you are all going to roll. And anyone who gets a 10 plus on their roll can make up for one negative effect that might come as a result of somebody who rolled poorly. And then, so as a group, you succeed or fail. 
a ten. I rolled a six. Thirteen. Eight. So basically, Calico and Quinn, you can help Hans and Rackham. But you just have to tell us like what that looks like. I was probably with Hans. He was probably checking something out on like a desk or something. And he maybe like went and turned really quickly and like slammed his boot into it. And like something was about to like fall over and I like caught it like last second. And just like sure. gently put it back on the shelf. It, there was like something glass that was definitely going to shatter and make a lot of noise. And I was just like, whoop. And I just kind of gave him, like, the deer in the headlights <laughs> stare, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, Calico, how do you, if you want to, how do you want to save uh, Rackham? Um, probably just the whole, like, keeping him quiet and calm and not freaking out mm-hmm. to make noises so people would be, like, walking up the stairs to say what was making that crazy noise. Okay, like so I've heard him sometimes. So as uh, so as you guys are walking through one of the rooms, maybe like like he sees something, and you can see like he gets excited, like he's about to make some noise. What do you do to stop him? Just kind of like jump in front of him and be like, no, 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 chill, chill, chill. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or I go like I go up next to him and put him to sleep and then wake him back. <laughs> I like that it. a lot. <laughs> I can see like him like I see the excitement building and so like go up to him and like prick him with the thing that makes him fall asleep and like catch him and then wake him back up. I love that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that happens. So as you are going through the rooms, you find three fancy weapons. You can either write that down um, as just fancy weapons, or if you want to like take them as something you're going to use, just tell me what the weapon is. I have a fancy dagger. Okay. I have a fancy oh katana. Okay. That the the full katana, the shorter the uh, the uh, the waza whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one. I'm gonna okay. take that and I'm gonna stuff it in my belt like a like a samurai would. You find four health tonics. These will restore five hit points. I drink one immediately. I do too. You find two sets of bandages. Each set has three uses. If you spend a few minutes bandaging someone else's... To use these effectively, you can't bandage your own. You have to bandage somebody else. But if you spend a couple of minutes bandaging them, you can heal for um, damage. You also find two uses of pipe leaf. Hell yeah. When you (laughs) share this with somebody, which each one has six uses, expend two uses and you get plus one to parlay with them. Ah, that's pretty interesting. Okay. So now what would you like to do? I think I think we're good. I think we can probably try to proceed down back down to where yeah. we're trying to go to. Can I skim that book that I I kind of took and see if let's say I'll take note of like the most re- like recent generation so I know mm-hmm. the names of people I might come into contact with here. Sure. Do you want me to to tell you or just tell you as you like if you run into them? I'd say if I if I can recognize them from the book and whatnot, then that's fine. Okay. So kind of like the last the last generation that is in this book is uh, the father and the mother, Aliardo, his two sisters, two brothers, and then an uncle. And there is there is a mention under the father, Alonzo, about him spending some time in Arthamor, studying at the Magic College there, and then coming back very interested in healing or like life prolonging magics. Gotcha. Onward. Where? Probably back downstairs. Do I know if Kevin's still alive? Only if you go to check. I don't. I'm fine. I didn't know if I had like a connection with him or something. Or you know. right. I say we check this floor. I mean, I don't think our key to breaking the curse is going to be here. So I think we're going to have to check the other floors and areas. So where do you where do you want to go to look or like what's the What's the plan to, to look for the way out? Yes. So remember, like, you're looking for a way out. You're looking for the Silence and the Glass Brothers. The three ways that you had identified for possibly finding a way out, the Silence <clears throat> has been coming and going. Um, okay. The Carsaros um, have a way to come and go. 
and then there was uh, a, a chance of some finding some information in the libraries. And then there's also members of the class waiting outside a number of windows on the second floor. So. Oh yeah. That was gonna be my next step is trying to go there. <laughs> yeah, we need the to look at it. Yeah. Okay. You wanna you wanna head to the second floor to let the class in? Yeah, probably yeah. a good sure. idea. Okay. Um, so you head down the the stair, the the other set of stairs from on the fourth floor, and that brings you down into a hallway that leads to the atrium, which is where the, the main stairway down to the second floor is. As you start heading down that hallway, you can see that there are probably about a dozen guards in the atrium, and you can kind of see down the hallway that you traveled originally to head up to the fourth floor. There's maybe about another dozen guards, like at the base of the stairs in that hallway. It just seems like they are agitated. So I wonder why. Have they noticed us at all? Because I feel not like... at this moment. Okay, I'm gonna tell them to follow my lead because I have a plan, and everybody just acts super chill. Let's just walk where we're supposed to be going. Double thumbs up. Got it. Hello, yeah. Calico. This isn't the first I ball I've been to. Just try to act. <laughs> just try to act hoity-toity and pay them no mind. Tell me what your your plan is, so we can kind of. My plan is that if they were to stop us, we would tell them that we snuck off to smoke some of the pipe stuff and then offer them some if they want to participate too okay i like that a lot actually so they do they do stop you one guard notices you and not quite shouts but like you know just in a loud voice hold please four other guards come with him you tell him what you know that what you just told me the one who like the one who saw you first kind of gives one of his friends like a side eye look then says to you well there are a bunch of us how much do you have Oh, oh. <laughs> I've got uh, 12 uses worth, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a little bit, not not too much. We uh, put a decent din in it while we were... Uh, but dear sister, but this is for us. I tap, I collapse Look, these good men are working, so obviously they deserve some sort of token. I am outraged. All right, all right. My brother won't let, let me give yeah. you an Oh, we will hook you up at some point. Okay, you know what? Okay, you know what? If it's if this gets us where we want to go, I will say we can do this. But where did this notice, <laughs> and I point at all their faces. Don't ever say I never did nothing for you. You hear now? That's what he is doing. <laughs> I lost track of. Oh, that face I, I walk on because my thing didn't work. So if you start to walk away, two of the guards move in front of you to kind of block your way. Okay. The guard who first approached says, My apologies, but at the very least, we have had an incident this evening. Everything is fine. Everyone is safe. It's nothing that will interfere with your enjoyment of the evening, but simply as a precaution because of the incident, I must insist that we confiscate any weapons you have on you. My uh, god. This is ridiculous. How many guards are there? There are five in the group that's currently with you. There's another seven in the atrium. And then you think there's about a dozen in the hallway. It's almost as if the discovery of some type of monster on the third floor has made them a little bit leery and uh, put them on high alert. The lead guard continues. You will, of course, be able to access your items whenever you are ready to leave. They will be held in a highly secure room so that no harm or loss may come to any precious or heirloom item do you have a cloth can i want your fingerprints on my beautiful dagger wait are are you showing your dagger yes i pulled this dagger out and i I don't want anybody to touch this please keep the the guy we're talking to i want to while he puts his hand out i want to cast trust in me on him um nobody you can't see it when i do it it just happens like when i touch him you did say that your your marks glow when you cast stuff Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. Your shirt's open. Never mind. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Question: When they told us, still try. (laughs) No, it's okay. When they told us to turn over our weapons, did anybody outside of me like have weapons showing? You had your sword, and Rackham had a katana shoved in his belt. I think Quintus is trying to preempt being searched by them by offering the dagger. If I offer them the pipe and I put a little golden root on it, how many of them would it apply to? It would be one dose per person. Well, I just need to it do it even... enough where they can, like, not take the weapons. That or just give it to their leader and that in a way would convince him to tell them, like, oh, no, they're fine. Yeah, that. Can I do that? Can I identify the leader and do that? 
I told her that with my eyes. <laughs> well, also, like, I can just do it with a prick, so I can just be like, look, you don't need to take our weapons, and I'd be able to, like, touch him and, like, prick the golden root onto him without him, them having to smoke it. That's true. I don't know that you see anyone who, like, is dressed differently. Like, they are all wearing black, kind of, like, military-cut dress uniforms with, like, a band of silver around the neck. Most of them are carrying those staves. <laughs> a couple of them have, like, gladius style swords like strapped to their thighs i mean i'd go with the guy that talked to us first are you gonna try to do that yeah i'll try to do that and i'll explain to him that these weapons are part of the ensemble and he, if he were to take them then he'd be ruining their outfits you know what happens when you ruin people's outfits in this type of party <laughs> roll a defy danger dexterity 11 so you are able to like move a little bit closer and kind of like put your hand on his on his arm and, and are able to like get that done without raising any suspicions. So the the, the kind of the lead guard, the one who has been talking to you, is now golden rooted up, and so you are trying to convince him that they don't need to take your weapons. Yeah, I do have flexible morals. Remember, <laughs> that's don't. the thing. Not a. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where they can't detect whether you're good or evil or... Um, do what you gotta do. So... I mean... You sidle your way up and, you know, put your, your hand on his arm and, like, you know, uh, administer the golden root and you kind of deliver your spiel to him. And he, he, you know, at first is, like, looking at you and then, like, as you're talking, you know, keeping the, the outfits together, he kind of scans the group and then you being kind of a master of the of poisons you recognize that the golden root kicks in as he's looking at quinn so he is considering quinn to be his friend quinn you don't know this you also probably don't know that she's done anything um and so then i'll be like quinn just explain to this man how wonderful your outfit is and how we mean no harm to them <laughs> well of course we don't mean any harm to them we just want to enjoy this party taking my weapon right now it's Ruin everything. My dear good sir, as you oh, see. <laughs> the now drugged guard says, Oh, jeez. You know I wouldn't have asked if I didn't have to. I'll tell you what. I can promise that the guards on the lower levels won't try to confiscate your weapons as well. After all, we are under orders following that incident. But I won't take them from you. I, c- I couldn't do that to you. You're very kind. Okay. Now it's, it's nice to see somebody who knows and understands how things run. His uh, his guard friends are eyeing him uh, somewhat suspiciously, but they have not said anything. Well, let's go while we can. You As we're walking, keep up the great work. I walk away. Okay. As we're walking <laughs> away, I look at him and go, "Good day, sir." Mm. <laughs> Nod my head. Okay. And then as we're walking away, I'm like, "Hide your shit." <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should uh, give Quinn the uh, other weapons. Alright, I give him my fucking sword. <laughs> okay. Also, are we in like a hallway by ourselves? Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, put Rackham up against the wall. What the fuck? I don't know how many times I need to explain this to you, but you do not talk unless you are told to talk. You know what? Trust in me. Emma casted us at the same time. <laughs> Now, here's my question. I, Hans also knows that when he casts, his like stuff lights up. So, mm-hmm. will that tip Hans off? Doesn't matter. I'm grabbing him by the arms. Yes, but also, like, if it works, it doesn't matter. So first, Rackham, roll to cast. Eight. Okay, so that is a partial, so you have to choose between losing that spell for now, drawing unwelcome attention, or taking a minus one ongoing. I'll take the spell as revoked. Okay. And since it's a partial, I think the most fair way to do this is to have both of you roll, and whoever rolls higher. Before they do that, can I explain to Quinn what I did to the guy so that he trusts him, so that Quinn's in the loop of... Are you are you telling Quinn about this while Hans has your your brother pushed against the wall? No, I feel like I would do it before we get to that point. Okay. All right. Ten. Twelve. So then Hans um, pushes Rackham against the wall. Rackham, your your marks light up as you cast the spell. The 
there's a kind of a moment of haze over Hans's eyes, and then he shakes it off. And Hans, you know that he tried to basically to charm you. Oh man, I'd be so fucking angry at that point. Um, I'm gonna run oh. up to them and be like, wait, 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 wait. Like wait. I feel like I'm starting to go up, like grab up to his throat. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, okay. rack him, apologize right now. He just threw me against the wall. What did I do? I fucking oh. told you, do not talk. <laughs> I got us out of this situation. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Hans, he had good intentions. They were just mm, not done well. Rackham, say you're sorry, and let's just move on before we draw any more attention. We don't want more any, any more attention on us. Sorry, shit. Well, I don't like necessarily release him. I kind of want to like push him down the wall a little bit and let him go. I'm marking okay, that. Can we all? That's gonna. Can we be all. Now, just so you know. Yep. <laughs> Can we just peacefully now, please? <laughs> I'll, I'll lean down to Rackham and say, maybe next time, just give us a head nod, give us a sign, say that you're gonna talk, and he won't be that way. I. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, <laughs> like. I don't understand. This is what I did for the class. I. <laughs> you're, not, you're not with the class right now. You're in a different but situation. We're trying to get out of here. Yes, but we're not the class. We but, have our own way of doing things right now, so let's just try to stick to that. <sighs> Visualize your surrounding, see what's happening, and adapt. I just don't want to let my system down. And, like, my head's down. Then you're doing all right, just... No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> just be normal. <laughs> I say just, uh, just maybe more communication. That's all you need. I just kind of nod my head, looking down, try not to cry. Uh, I can do it, all right? Uh, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. Uh, well, then, as soon as I saw him like attempt to cry, I'm gone. As Rackham picks himself up off the ground, brushing himself off, the other three companions begin to make their way down the stairs. In a nearby room, a clock gently chimes ten. about voices at play? Well, picture this. There's a table, and at that table, there are 16 people, but they're all different from one another. It looks like they're playing a game, but it's not one you've ever heard of. Have I piqued your interest? Voices at Play is an actual play tabletop roleplay podcast featuring marginalized people playing games designed by marginalized creators. You can find out more on ttrpg-voices.com Voices at Play, making space at the table for everyone. Thank you for joining in our wild endeavors. And thank you to Kevin McLeod for the great music. Your support, the fact that you're listening to this now, and all the great messages and questions you've had for us are treasured moments that we will keep close for a long time. If you're excited for what's ahead, have been enjoying our adventures so far, or just feel like chatting, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Wild Endeavors on Twitter and Instagram. Reviews and ratings on your favorite podcast platform are the best way to bring new ears to our endeavors. But more than anything, I hope you share these adventures with a friend. A good story becomes even better when it's shared with someone you care about. So come back next week so we can share another story with you. Okay, so Rackham, you've, your minion comes up out of the floor, does his little ta-da, uh, and is awaiting your instructions as the ghost is lunging at you again. Okay. Um, 
It does say it has some useful extra ability. The GM will tell you what. What is it? Third nipple. It's super annoying. <laughs> third nipple? I like third nipple. <laughs> well, that's what's annoying about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, She's like, why does this thing have two nipples anyway? Well, does it not need a three one? What the hell is have, that? Is, is it third nipple like a third eye? <laughs> yeah. It only has it one get, eye. Yeah, it's third nipple gets hard when there's danger. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. That thing is that thing will cut glass right now. Can it kill people with its hardest glass oh, nipple? If you run into a glass golem, that thing is fucked. There you go. <laughs>